Hello there. You're listening to Manufacturing Tomorrow, brought to you by the Ohio Manufacturing Institute at The Ohio State University. I'm Katherine Kelly, your host. Today we are speaking with Rich Ramey, Engineering Technologies Coordinator at the Robotics and Advanced Manufacturing Technology Education Collaborative, or RAMTEC, which provides training to high school students and incumbent workers on industry standard equipment. RAMTEC is located at the Tri-Rivers Career Center Advanced Manufacturing Facility in Marion, Ohio. Other training sites are now located at most career and technology centers throughout the state. Rich has served Tri-Rivers Career Center since 1987, leading the instruction of high school students in engineering and industrial robotics. He's involved in the Project Leads the Way High School Digital Electronics and Computer Integrated Manufacturing courses. He also teaches industrial robotics, CAD, digital electronics, and CNC, among many other courses, at Marion Technical College. Rich received his Bachelor of Science degree in Technology at Bowling Green State University, his vocational education certification at the University of Toledo, and his associate's degree in manufacturing engineering at Marion Technical College. Rich, welcome to the show. Oh, it's great to be here. Ramtech opened its doors in 2013, uh, but the lead up to that was a seems as if it was a bit longer. What was the impetus behind its formation? Well, in the Marion area, starting about 20 years ago, our students and our area staff uh, at the local high schools were working on, you know, what can we do to gauge kids into robotics or in, into engineering careers? At that time, you know, CAD had been a big thing in the 90s, computer drafting. And we were going to robotics and automation. We saw that as the next trend in manufacturing. Our industry and advisory committees told us that they were going to robotics. And so we engaged kids in a national robotics challenge in Marion that used to be the SME contest in Rochester, New York. SME decided they couldn't run the contest anymore after the first year I went. So on the bus ride home, me and Tad Dowson and Goodwin, other area teachers, decided, hey, we can move that to Marion. We've got a really... Uh, a lot of history in manufacturing, a lot of innovation, and our community will support it. And so out of that bus ride, first year we had a contest of about 150 students and teams from eight states. And um, last year, or this year, we'll have over 1,400 students from eight states and uh, over 700 team or 400 teams competing. So wow. it, it helped build RamTech, and what, what it did is it gave us a ground, uh, a, a farm system. We started then moving the robotics down to junior high and elementary school. Our area contest now of about the 1,400 students, 350 are from the Marion area. So a community of about 70,000 will have 350 students participate. And so then uh, in 2013, uh, Robot Works, Keith Warner, an area um, uh, manufacturing company, the largest remanufacturer of robots in the world, decided they were going to give a robot to Ohio State University Marion campus, and they wanted to collaborate with Marion Tech and Tri-Rivers Career Center Engineering Programs to build a workforce for them. So out of those meetings came, hey, you know, maybe you just don't need a used robot for one program. Maybe we build a training facility. And so our innovative and and forward-thinking superintendent went to the Alabama Research Facility, went to California, and checked out some places, and he benchmarked the best training centers in the country. The interesting thing is we went to Alabama, which is considered the best training park at the time. The trainers were from Ohio. The people being trained from Ohio, the robots were from Ohio. And uh, he saw right there that there was a, a need in Ohio. So we talked to Honda, Whirlpool, GE, different companies throughout Ohio, and uh, 
Nucor Steel, and they said, you know, uh, we need this training. We're sending people to Michigan and out of state for training. Uh, it would be great to have the training here. And, and plus, I don't think people, people realize Ohio has the second most robots, industrial robots, of any state in the country. Only Michigan has more by about 1,000 robots. And so the robot density is really important here in Ohio, and the training that we are doing uh, help create Ramtech. So manufacturing the need and also the, 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 uh, the technical um, knowledge in our area helped us create the Ramtech program. When you're talking to manufacturers and setting up the program, um, what did what did they tell you about their concerns in finding skilled workers in these fields? It's it's almost impossible right now to find skilled workers in this field. It has been for five years, and you know Deloitte did a survey on uh, the need for three and a half million new technicians over the next ten years, and all the education in this country, all the programs, colleges, career centers combined are going to create about 1.5 million technicians. So there's a two million manufacturing gap. And the industry's seen it really hard here right now in central Ohio. I had a call from Honda today. They need four um, robotic technicians right away. They can't find them. People aren't, um, you know, send their resumes in that have the skill. What's really happened in this area, you're probably short about 250 technicians a year. And so companies are taking uh, technicians from each other. And that doesn't really help out Central Ohio. Now, it's great for the worker because you get pay raises out of it. Mm -hmm. But in the long run, industry here has to have a continuous flow of technicians or they'll go find technicians. Every state in the country can give away uh, cheap electricity, taxes. uh, But the state that has a manufacturing workforce is going to own the 21st century. And that's something that uh, I've talked with the DeWine Houston team about. They're very uh, supportive that Ohio will be the number one manufacturing state. Yeah, you can't get that with poaching. No, mm-hmm. you have to grow it. What is Ramtech's role in upskilling and reskilling workers for these disruptive technologies? Well, <clears throat> we're always on the forefront or trying to push the envelope on education, career technical education, and adult training. We believe in training K to gray. So we aggressively go after grants. We aggressively go after partners. Anybody in industry, anybody at the state, federal, government level, private industry, public-private partnerships, we're working with them to develop um, long-term training programs, short-term training programs. But also, it's really important to us that you start down to second, third, and fourth grade level. It's you got to be patient because it's going to take you seven or eight years to get those students up to where they're going to be able to go out in the workforce, but we know the long-term, the long-term um, shortage of technicians, those jobs will be there. And we have to start um, showing the younger generation that manufacturing is cool. You're working with robotics. You're working with electronics. You're working with artificial intelligence, virtual reality. Uh, you're going to be in the edge of technology if you stay in this field, and uh, you'll never be unemployed in your life. And I've been to the training facility quite a few times, and uh, you know, it uh, seems as if you have a little bit of, of everything. You're almost uh, to the point of being agnostic when it comes to robotics manufacturers on on the floor. Yeah, we've had companies have told us they want to sole source. They want us to be be their flagship, and we said from day one, no, that's not how manufacturing is going to work because. Um, if we if we tie everything we have to one company and two years a better product comes along, 
then we're kind of stuck using uh, five-year-old technology. And so we have uh, Yashikawa Motoman robots. We have Universal robots. We have FANUC robots. Uh, we do certification in all those areas. We do research projects in those areas. And because of that, um, the heads of the education department, those three companies, have made videos at our facility, have uh, piloted projects at our facility. So we're very proud of what we do, and we know that it's very important. Our students know it's very important. You know, they got to go to the largest trade manufacturing show in the world last fall, and they actually worked the floor um, in Chicago for FANUC, for Mitsubishi, and for Motoman. Mm-hmm. And in their display areas. So it's pretty neat having our high school seniors show off 21st century equipment. I, I saw them at IMTS. I just kept missing you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, what are the certifications that students can earn while at Ramtech? Well, our students can uh, earn FANIC, uh, Handling Tool and Operations um, Programming, which is about $1,900 value. All these are pretty expensive certifications they get for free. Uh, IR vision, which is the lace and vision for FANUC, and then robotic welding. They also can get Motoman basic programming and material handling, which is another great certification. Um, they get Parker Industrial Hydraulics. They can get Mitsubishi and Allen Bradley PLC certifications. Uh, they can get CNC certification on FANUC and on NIMS. They also can get uh, about every level of American Welding Society uh, welding certs. So our students are, uh, they're very lucky to be able to go through this program and earn college credit and certifications while in high school. Who makes an ideal Ram Tech student? It's somebody who likes to problem solve because the, the key to being a good technician is you walk in the door and something's not working and you can't wait to tear into it and fix it. Fixing that's the key. <laughs> so we have to teach them to be the fixers and uh, to show them how the latest technology works, but it has to be somebody that's really interested in learning, always learning. And uh, any success stories about students uh, being placed that you'd like to share? Well, I have a a student at Honda, um, Scott Gould, was in our first class in 2014, that the day he walked in the door, he said, I want to work for Honda. That's my goal as a robotic technician. And at that time, that was a lofty goal because we were just opening the doors. And, you know, Honda's looking for a certain skill set and they're still looking for the skill sets because they're short, you know, good technicians like all companies. But Scott didn't have the greatest attendance, and uh, he wasn't ready for the workforce at that point. But over two years, um, between uh, me and other staff members, we were able to get him certified and trained to be a technician. Now he's one of their their best technicians, but we probably have 40 other technicians in Honda right now over the last four or five years um, I've been teaching 32 years, so I've got a lot of students down there in engineering that I don't even know it's there until I talk to them and say, hey, where you at? I'm an engineer at Honda or I'm a technician at Honda and other companies all over Ohio. So it's, uh, it's amazing to see that you can take somebody that's a junior in high school that Honda would never interview, and they leave, and Honda's interviewing them and saying, hey, we've got a great position for you. And then Six months later, they're flying all over the country doing great projects for Honda and, and uh, becoming experts in robotics and surpassing my knowledge. 
And then uh, talking about, uh, you know, um, industry that's not automotive, Whirlpool in your own backyard, you're, you're doing an experiment with the uh, cobots, right, and the students? Yeah, it was really great for us to be able to work with uh, Whirlpool. Um, last year, we had a VEX contest for junior high kids, and the, one of the, the head engineers, project engineers for Whirlpool, judged the contest and couldn't believe that these students in junior high were, had engineering notebooks on their robots and knew what gear ratios and uh, linear acceleration, all these different things, you know, angular acceleration, knew all these different terms and, and had drawn their books, and their books had drawn their robots in CAD and 3D. And it, it was amazing. He was wowed by that. And then we started telling him, hey, you know, seniors in high school, they've been doing this for six and seven years. They need good projects. If you got something you need done, We'll do it. And so he basically came back and said, all right, put your money where your mouth – yeah. And you said you were going to do this. And so they threw a project at us that would uh, have to put a dryer vent in 700 dryers a day on a line that could never stop. And our students had to use a cobot, collaborative robot, um, with a PLC, pro, pro, uh, Program Logic Controller, to find the dryer and put the dryer vent exactly in the dryer 700 times a day and never make a mistake. And our students did it, and uh, they they finished it in April, and in June it was on the assembly line at Whirlpool. And you know they make over twenty thousand dryers a day, the largest dryer maker in the world. And uh, they said, well, we have about eighty more projects, and so they <laughs> gave us uh, last year's universal robot. The neat project this year is with Yaskawa and our, our Ohio manufacturing uh, project. We kicked off in August. We're going to take a Motoman's brand new cobot collaborative robot and we're going to use two conveyors this time and we're going to try to use the cobot on that so our students have to take a robot that's never been used in industry before troubleshoot it hook it up to a plc and make it work for a company that uh, is the largest dryer manufacturer in the world so it's a uh, going to be a great project and um, we're looking forward to it and we're we're lucky to have partners at yuskawa and edutechnologics what Brad Henry is going to bring to the table for our students will be amazing with the AR and, and VR, virtual reality, and artificial intelligence. So we're, we're looking at this project to really lead um, Ohio schools in the 21st century as a pilot. And uh, we hope to be able to expand this out to other Ram Techs and other schools in Ohio in the future. Well, let's, uh, let's expand that, uh, the last comments, um, and to look at the, the, um, the landscape what do you see the future looking like for robotics instruction, education training, uh, and technology such as artificial intelligence and uh, augmented reality? Well, in order for us to be able to do that at Marion, we partner with EduTechnologics. Uh, Brad Henry, who teaches, uh, has taught at Ohio State and worked for the state, has his own company. It's developed um, the Industrial Badger app that uses um, augmented reality and virtual reality in uh, artificial intelligence. Uh, to to communicate um, with a headset, real-world headset. And we have a real shortage in Ohio of instructors. And most of our Ramtech facilities will tell you the same thing. Ten years ago, I was a CAD teacher, now I'm a robotics teacher. And we had $24 million in grants go out to schools all over Ohio to develop Ramtechs. We're taking one teacher and suddenly we're saying within a year, you're an expert in PLCs and robotics and, and hydraulics. And now comes virtual reality and augmented reality. Uh, 
the issue is is that there's a shortage of skilled talent at every level, and teaching is the worst level of shortage of talent. So if we need 2 million technicians over the next 10 years and we don't have teachers uh, that can teach the subject matter, we're in real trouble. So what we've done is, through a collaboration with Yushkao Modem and their training department, um, in a collaboration with EduTechnologics, we're bringing the best and brightest minds to education. They're going to help mentor and teach our students and collaborate with us on these projects. And then these students are going to go out being the winners. We're going to create in Ohio what's right now really on the west and east coast. We're going to create a movement where students not only know robotics, but they, they're the leaders in virtual reality, augmented reality. They're designing the augmented reality environments. We're not hiring it done. Our students are being raised up to do that here. And then three, four, and five years, they'll be the instructors. And they'll be the ones working at companies developing it. And we won't have to hire people from Boston to Silicon Valley to come in and don't know anything about manufacturing and develop these environments for us. These kids will already understand it. Definitely as we're moving toward an, a digitally integrated factory floor. Oh, yeah. Where, yeah. where everything, the data analytics, predictive, you know, the uh, and then, you know, the, just the on-the-job immediate training, real-time training, you know, I, that, that this, this, that, that, that's definitely what the our artificial intelligence and virtual reality or augmented reality offers. Well, where we see the advantage of the um, virtual reality and augmented reality training is the just-in-time training. Right now, technicians have to come to us for four days and take a four-day course to get certified in various industrial certifications. What if they know 80% already? What if that plant shut down at 2 o'clock in the morning in Dayton or Worcester or Columbus, you know? Um, maybe we could just put on a headset and I can see what they're doing and they can, you know, get instruction from me. I can mentor them through the, the, the problem in real speed, in real time, and just in time so that that factory is not shut down for two to eight hours or wait till Monday when the help desk arrives you know, at that company. So we, we see this as um, being a part of the future of training, but not only for an industry. What about high school? I mean, there's how many schools in Ohio? Seven or 800. Do all of them have great physics teachers? Do all of them have the best chemistry teachers? What if in the Ramtech situation, we have a teacher that's pretty good at robotics, but he's not an expert? What if he or she, uh, we have someone back at a facility who can uh, use the VR and AR headset and say, all right, I'm going to take over this part of the lesson and I'm going to walk you through the class, walk you through the training. Suddenly we don't need 24 experts in FANUC, Motoman, Alan Bradley, and Mitsubishi. We have an expert that we can beam into the classroom that can help take that over. How much more effective does that make? Because there's a shortage of teachers you're not going to get 24. And as soon as you, the problem we have too is um, these are in-demand jobs. So an engineer can make 100 to $150,000 a year. Teaching will never pay that. True. So as you train them up, they leave a lot of times. And so we've got to figure out how do we keep that training process going and how do we get the best instruction to all kids in Ohio. Well, and another layer to that is uh, 
not just in terms of the just-in-time training, but preparing it so that it can be mass customized. And Boeing is working with MIT and some other schools, and they made a big announcement this uh, autumn with NSF. They're they're contributing some funding for a uh, a grant to develop more online um, paced courses. Uh, they have one on systems engineering and one in additive manufacturing where it goes at the level of where the worker is. So if somebody already has the basic experience, you know, they don't have to take the whole 80 hours for the course. They can skip through based on what their competencies are. And uh, somebody who's new to it would go through the whole 80 hours. So, you know, being able to add that layer on to the technology that you're talking about, I mean, the sky's the limit. Well, we get those calls a lot from different companies saying, we really only need to teach these four things. But right now to get certification that's approved, you know, you have, you have to go through the whole 40 hours. But that person could be back on the floor working. And we're short technicians. We're taking them off the floor to get training. That's a problem a lot of small companies have right now. We've got to figure out how can we do a better job of, of training a manufacturing workforce in Ohio with the um, financial aid and the restrictions we have from the 1900s instead of the, the 21st century is, you know, um, uh, examples as why does a training program have to be 600 hours for someone to get financial aid? Ohio Means Jobs helped us fund. Um, in 80 to 120 hours, we took people and made them robotic technicians, entry-level technicians that had some skill already. But financial aid-wise, that would have had to have been 600 hours. And we did it in 120, or we could do it in 160 or 200. So we got to change some of those um, those laws and some of the rules for financial aid and education. We we need more short-term adult training. You don't have to have a 600-hour program to learn some of the tasks that need to be learned today. I think that was one of the things you were working on with the um, the robotics summit that was hosted at Ramtech last October. Um, and I attended it, and you know, educators, state officials, manufacturing leaders were all together in the same room uh, to discuss the impact of robotics on manufacturing and uh, and how that would uh, help with the need for skilled workers. So what does that industry, education, government ecosystem look like to support this type of training beyond what you've just said? I think right now everybody's trying to, um, you know, they're trying to figure out the lay of the land. How do we get government private industry partnerships to work. And uh, Americans, it seems like, have been a little leery of those partnerships in the past, government money helping private industry or private industry helping government do things. But to move at the speed we got to move today, you know, governments are made to be inefficient so that things aren't done too quickly or, you know, not done well. Private industry can't wait. You know, they've got, you know, a year and a half a new technology comes out. So we've got to figure out a way of not doing four- and five-year cycles on things. We've got to move quicker and be leaner. And um, I see the government trying to do that, like uh, the new Innovate. Um, Lieutenant Governor Houston's a part of the new Innovate. Um, Innovate Ohio. Department, yeah, mm-hmm. department. And one of his goals was, I saw on the web page just this week, just working with office, was um, to get more people into robotic training and, and training in general and blockchain and all kinds of different technology out there and make government leaner and help people get into these careers. Um, that's what we need to hear, but we need to see it too. And hopefully industry and government can work together to streamline it so we can get people who need jobs 
there's a lot of people out there who have jobs, but we we want people to have better jobs. So we've got to do a better job of of making um, training available to those who need it. Some people are working 60 and 70 hours a week, two jobs. They don't have time for a four-year degree, a two-year degree, a one-year certification. So what kind of programs can we create that will help that person um, go from underemployment to making, you know, a lot of these companies out here right now are paying $26 an hour for our graduates from the uh, RRTT program. It's a 120-hour program. Or from our industrial maintenance at night, 800-hour uh, program. Or a high school program. How do we how do we get those opportunities to people who are underemployed who, who could be great technicians? And also, how do we get it to every person in the state of Ohio, not just the lucky 22 school districts that were able to get um, straight-A grants to build Ramtechs. There's 56 career centers in Ohio, 22 have Ramtechs. So I know the governor has talked about um, expanding Ramtech statewide or a program like Ramtech statewide. And so I think we, we all need to, to really um, get behind these programs so that everybody has these opportunities for these great jobs. Well, I'm glad you're working toward the solution. Thank you so much, Rich, for coming on the show. Oh, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, Catherine. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>